Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. All right, <laughs> welcome to the Strand Tennis Center podcast. I'm Steve Capo, I'm your host. It is 5 o'clock on Thursday, May what, 12th? May, may tell, you're not supposed to do that because you're supposed to p- put all these in the can and then record them later. This will probably go out in a week and it's not up to date. But who cares? It doesn't matter. But I always notice I put these earbuds in and everybody looks so important with the earbuds into me. I don't know. And then you walk around with your phone. You know, you have your my phone. You're like, walk around. And you always look like, oh, he's on a call. Don't bother. He's on a call. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought, I said, oh, my God, I feel like a businessman. But anyways. I don't know, it was a random thought. You're a businessman. Yeah, I'm a businessman. But this is actually, I took some notes again, Sunday. I'm a note taker now. We touched on this a little bit, but I'm going to do a longer podcast on, (laughs) this is like, it's so funny because I think of three different ways to look at this. We're going to look at this this way, is my best PSA, public service announcement, do not start a business. Oh. Really? Of how of the reason why I'm going to do something opposite. Everybody's like, "Oh, here are the five keys to being yeah, yeah. successful in a business." I'm going to tell you the f- seventy-five thousand reasons not to start a business. Okay, um, because I think starting a business has gotten very romanticized. Everybody's you know starting a business and blah blah blah, and everybody that's the new thing. And da, da, da. I'm going to give a PSA of why you should not start a business. Uh, I'm going to tell you from both sides, from the business owner and from the employee side as to why for 99% of the people out there, it's better to be an employee. Do not start a business. Do not, do not, do not. Okay. So from the business owner side, I'll start from my side. Number one, let's define the word boss. So if you define it as a verb, I looked it up, Santi. What does it say when it's a verb? I'm going to have it right here. I had it right here. It says, boss, verb, work, definition. Give someone orders in a domineering manner. Quote, he does not like being bossed around. So think of the definition (laughs) of the word itself. Like I'm already shit out of luck and behind. With the word boss. That's Emma who came in from our outdoor program. She's incredibly motivated, dedicated. Right, we're out there today. We do also a program outside, and they're doing well. They won their match, right, Emma? They won They won their a match uh, against North Academy. It was their B team, but it was good. They did well. Good to see you, Emma. So the word boss itself is already... It's got a negative connotation. I'm a boss. I'm going to boss you around, right? So you're already dealing with that. Okay, so you have to be very delicate with how you deal with people. You don't want to, again, there's never, and we discussed this, there's never a favor. Again, Santi, I never, if I ask you, hey, Santi, can you do this for me? The boss-employee relationship doesn't lend it to be a favor. It's not like, hey, Santi, can you go uh, cover for me uh, this thing? It's not a favor, and I'm not, yeah, it's not like I'm asking it's not like I'm, I'm kind of telling, but I also have to ask. So it's a weird sort of thing. It's a, tough, it's a tough situation to be in, right, as the boss, because you need things to get done, 
but you don't want to have to force anybody to do anything that they don't want to do. Yeah. But I'll go through the list. Number one, owning a business that is front-facing in client services. Now, what do you think that is, Sunti? That's another second negative. <laughs> well, it, like, I don't know. So if you start a business, number one, I told you not to start it. Number two, don't start a front-facing client service business. That's where you have to, like, interact face-to-face Yeah, because people. you are never off. You're socially there. You'll you get there. contacts at 2, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. People want things. It's different if you start a business that, I guess, you know, sells something that is, say, or you sell... Like an online store? Yeah, not so an like, online store, because you may have to deal with customers. Let's say you're selling or you've licensed your idea to another company, and you get five cents of everything that's sold. So you kind of have your own business... But you're not really dealing with customers. You're dealing with, say, uh, I say I made an umbrella that goes into a drink. Mm -hmm. And a huge company, a huge liquor company wants that umbrella. They just buy it. Or I have a patent on, say, some sort of piece of software that goes into every single computer. I'm not dealing with clients on that. The company, like Microsoft or Apple, is dealing with the clients they're going to buy the software proprietary piece from you. So right. that's kind of a business to be in where you're kind of just licensing things and you have a patent on some stuff. But a front-facing client service business, you're never off and you're always on. So look, <laughs> that is a tough situation to be in, right? You're always having to satisfy and make people happy in any which way they can. So... It's a, it's a difficult situation to be able to manage because it's a 24-7 job. Um, what else? Wait, wait, wait. Do you feel like you wish you started a different type of business? Even though I know you love this since it's your, your child and your baby. You know. It's like anything else. I, I wish I knew... I'm trying to think like I've no I know people that have started businesses and said, listen, I have to sell this because I can't get where I want to go. I I probably would do it all again because I would. (laughs) Number one, I'm not good at anything else. (laughs) So you have to really realize what you're good at. Right. So it would be silly of me and egotistical to be, oh, you know what? I should have started Uber. You know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm not. I don't have that ability. I told you the guys that run businesses or started them, and I've known a lot of startups, how they come up with these ideas. It's amazing how they come up with them. Just, you know, working in their office, and they sit there and they brainstorm, and they come up with an idea. I just was into tennis. I played tennis. It was a natural fit to go and start teaching. I don't think I would go back on it. Listen, if I was miserable every single day, sure, I would have to change it, right? But I'm just telling people in general, you have to be, I think, the mentality of running your own business is a certain mentality. So I am kind of built a certain way that 99% of these things that I'm telling people, they won't be able to handle it. I think I'm just empathizing because I'm looking at them and going, like, this stuff, 
I kind of enjoy sometimes the chaos and this and the clients and the three in the morning. Sometimes I like put, p- putting pieces together and you don't know, you know, boy, how am I going to fill these seven things? How am I going to do this? Like that interests me and a lot of people would hate that chaos. So I'm trying to deploy empathy to people and say, okay, look, this is not for a lot of people. Cause, and I've realized that this is why this has come to a head. This podcast is because I thought, 15 years ago when we started this that it, the worst thing was everybody was wanted to be like this like mm. when people would go oh, I just don't like the fact that it's all confusing and you know one day there's four lessons here and there's seven you know that, that it's yeah. just a lot of stuff going on I'm like what's the problem that's fun people yeah. the thing that I love people hated so you start to realize a lot of things about running a business they the, the thing, the things that you will like, most of the people won't. So, so that's number one. Um, a simple thing you have to be able to deal with saying, okay, like I've talked to a lot of business owners, like payrolls every two weeks, right? Everybody thinks that the boss is, you know, sitting on his yacht and his payroll is automated. Think about it. it people in that position. Having to make payroll every two weeks, and I take pride in that. I've done, we've done that for 15 years without a hiccup, like knock on wood. Like, 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 to, like oh, you mean like being able to pay us? Yeah. Like, like you have Think to about it. Just being able to yeah. pay a full staff for 15 years, yeah. not have a problem. Some people, and I can see it sometimes, freak out about that every two weeks. Like, they don't manage it right. They don't handle it right. Or that is a thing that always happens because this is what, running a business is so you get inside running a business you have receivables right they never come in on time but the employees need to get paid every two weeks so you'd be a terrible leader if you said look uh santi four-year lessons didn't pay i, I can't pay you <laughs> you know what i mean you'd yeah. be it, it would you you can't do that you have to manage your situation correctly always be aware of lead time so we do things via session right you can't go, oh, my God, I got all this money up front. Let's have a party. In, yeah. f- in 14 weeks, you have to pay your staff. People get silly. They you get money in their hand, and they just blow it, and they don't understand it. You have to really, really be disciplined in this business because you get money up front. Right. And you get session money up front, and you can't be like, I want to have all this money. Let's, uh, let's put a down payment on this and that and that. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that. You have to be disciplined, and you forget that. And But... But that's the brain. You always have to be aware of the next day, aware of the next week, and aware of the next month. And then you got to forget about that because if you get too far out and worry about, oh my God, four months down the line, how's the next session going to go? You just you'll lose your mind. You got to go back to the day and say, I'm just going to fill this day. We're going to fill that day. You take it. You you deal with macro problems in a micro way. You just say, oh, we're going to fill this day. The next day he gets up, you fill that day. They fill that day. What I'm saying is it is not, and again, I'm somebody that kind of enjoys it, it is not a place to be. It is not a place running a business, and we're we're a successful business, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, you still, I still wouldn't wish people to be in that position. I think on the employee side, like we said, there's a few things. Let me finish the boss side, I think. Well, you, for number one, the other thing is humans, right? As the boss, you have to deal with humans. So that is just like David and Goliath, right? right. 
Goliath, his strengths were his weaknesses, right? He was huge, and because he was huge, he couldn't see really well, and David could hit him, right? With, a, with, a, with his bow, with an arrow, I forget what it was. So he had a condition where he was so big he couldn't see well. So humans are incredible, incredible asset now in this day and time where everything is rowboat and things like that. Yeah. But it's also a weakness, too, because humans are humans, right? They get sick, they have issues, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. I mean, why does Jeff Bezos want a national, like, minimum wage or a national, uh, so, you know, like, I forget, he wants to pay people, whatever, because he's tired of dealing with humans, and he wants robots to make deliveries and drones yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. He doesn't want to worry about, you know, Billy's got to go to the PTA conference and he's got to leave early. Yeah. They don't want to deal with that. <laughs> they just don't. So he wants to automate a lot. What do you think about Elon Musk factory? There's nobody in there. You know, it, it is really automated with robotics, a lot of it. So as a business owner who's not, you know, most, small, most businesses are small, and you have humans. So you have to deal with both. You've got to deal with managing them. And some days are great and some days are bad, just like a family, just like life. Um, what's the other? Okay, so let's go through the employee side and why I think it's better to be an employee. Okay. For most people. So the employee really can maximize MED. And what is MED? What, the, is, it? what is that? The minimum effective dose. So... You apply this to anything, minimum effective dose of working out, the minimum effective dose of health eating, the minimum effective dose of anything of going to a sauna. They say go to the sauna, so go to sauna four days a week at 175 degrees for 15, 20 minutes. That'll be the minimum effective dose. It'll, it'll do its thing. But as an employee, you can do the minimum effective dose. You can do your shift, not do any more, clock in, clock out, shut off work, and never think about it until you come in the next day. That's where you can really create the minimum. Don't ask for any more. And you'll have a job, and you'll make money, and you will have your free time on your own to not... And I'm not even talking about thousands of hours of free time. I'm saying free time in your brain. And you can just shut off. When you are the owner, you never shut off. And again, I like not shutting off. <laughs> I mean, but I, even me, I should. Yeah. So, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah you should. See, you're you're Sunday, <laughs> you should. Dude, I don't even shut off. Like, I think about stuff all the time. Like, Do you think about of, work? Like, pickleball. Yeah, work and pickleball stuff and like. Oh, I th well, I, I think as the, uh, as the boss, yeah. I'm starting to. But I, me noticing you over a year, you're more than just a clock-in, clock-out guy. Yeah. You have other goals. Yeah. So that's fine. But again, inside those goals, Santi, I still think... So say you're the director of Pickleball. Mm. You're in charge of these things. You have a sales goal, all that stuff. Yeah. Those are all things that are fantastic. You say you're running a location. It's all under the umbrella of the business, correct? And that's great. I think there are different levels yeah. of the employee. And I, I think it's fantastic to be... I think you have a great life when you're the number seven at a place. Mm -hmm. You're doing all these business entrepreneurial things inside the umbrella of a business. It's like practice. It's 
practice. Whatever you wanted to go. Yeah. So, like yeah. yeah. So say eventually you're like, oh, I'm really good at this. Can I do my own thing? So what, whatever happens. Yeah. But I still think, and this is me empathizing, you will still be a lot, and this is not me trying to keep you here because I love you. <laughs> you will still be much more successful, a lot more happy yeah. with you running a location and not dealing with insurances. Yeah, you don't have to worry about floods, that fires. Yeah, that's like your problem. Cra- that's my problem. Yeah, if anything happens, I tell you. Yes, you tell me and we handle it. You call, you call the Correct. Yeah, right? yeah. Very different. Or even like, uh, you know, never mind. I'm you, saying like employees and stuff. Like, correct. You know, like I can help hire them and help sure. fire them if we hate them. But, you know, in the long term, if something happens to me, you know, I get into a, I go snowboarding and I fall yeah. off a mountain, you know, you got to find someone else. Correct. That would be. At least, you know, doing the same thing. Yeah, so you can have have a lot of the spoils and a lot of of free time being a manager or in charge of a location and not be like, oh, shit, my insurance premium went up. I have to pay that goddamn bill. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff that you would be like, oh, I don't... I just have to make sure that we're making this location profitable. I have the staff. Steve has helped me with the staff. Steve gives me the air cover and help that I need. It's a lot better situation, I think. Yeah. I, 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 I really do, and I think I'm too far gone. I probably look back and go, boy, that's probably a pretty good gig, but I'm probably too far gone in saying, I don't think I could have anybody tell me, like, look, this is a bad idea. I don't know. Maybe I'll be a bad employee. But I think... In that scenario where you... I feel like you would be a bad employee. Yeah, I would. I told you, I've been fired twice. I've been fired several times. But I think that's what I'm saying. That's why 99% of people would be better being just good employees because, I mean, I think it's been so... It's been so glamorized being an entrepreneur or being running a business. It's just not what it's cracked up to be. So another reason why I think you... A perfect example is you're more than just a sort of teaching pro, right? You have entrepreneurial tendencies. And I think you can still satisfy all those tendencies inside of a safe umbrella. I think if you were not listening to me and totally being rogue all the time, it would almost be like it's good and bad, right? You should probably do your own thing because you're just... You think every idea is stupid and all that stuff. You know, it, it gets that extreme when people are just totally doing their own thing. And they probably, and a, most, a lot of entrepreneurs have been fired from things because they just don't listen. Yeah. But so, 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 so that's why it's a range of about 99% of people because you can still have a lot of like being a salesperson. You're basically running your own business inside of a larger business. There's a lot of things you can do. And sales jobs have got a lot of pressure, too, because you got to make that quota. They get yeah. pressurized a lot. But you can do a lot of entrepreneurial things inside of the umbrella of a company. Um, okay. I was in the gym one time, and it was so great. Uh, this is a great thing for an employee and kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing. So I was sitting there in the gym, and there was four people. I think I told you this, and they were bitching about their boss. They're bitching about the company. They're like, and I was like, they're lucky. They get to blame somebody. Uh, As the boss, you don't get to blame anybody. 
You have to point the finger at yourself because if pr- employees are complaining, it's my fault. It's all, it's all your fault. You realize that. But as the employee, you really get to blame somebody. It's fun. You know, <laughs> I mean, you get to say, you know, it's not because a lot of people do it. Yeah. It's not me. It's the boss's fault. Right. So, and as the boss, you don't get to do that because it's the buck stops with you. That's it. Yeah. If the place is dog shit, it's your fault. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. If you are not being productive, if employees are not being productive, if, if we're doing a program and not doing the right thing, it's all my fault. And it's hard for people to realize that's another reason why it's better to be an employee because a lot of people don't like to go. It is what it is. People don't like to look at themselves and say, listen, I've got a lot of faults here. And oh, the hell with it. It's the boss's fault. A lot of people do that. And I think it's easier for them to justify things. And it is what it is. It's just human nature. There's no judgments. It just it is what it is. That's why it's better to be an employee because you don't have to look in the mirror as much sometimes. You know, and again, that's a generalization. There's a lot of employees that will judge themselves and say, listen, I need to do this, this, and this. But I just thought that was a, f- a fun little uh, moment there while I was working out. Um, let's see what else we got. Okay. Da-da-da. Okay. So this is an interesting moment. Lee, you tell me to shut off. Like, it was a weird moment. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. I was away for, like, two days. Mm-hmm. This is a... I don't know how long ago this was. And then I went. I was at the beach. Woke up. You know, I do this morning routine. And I went into the ocean, right? And I plunged in, like, 40 degrees, 50 degrees. I'm, I'm a little silly. Like I do the plunges, right? For about three hours... Santi, I actually forgot about work, and, and I actually yeah. forgot that I ran a business That's for a nice. sec. It was almost, yeah, like and then dream. I woke up afraid. I almost thought it was oh, like no. a dream, oh, like man. I missed something. It was, a, it was just a weird experience to actually, because I'm trying to think of the, that's the only time I've ever not thought of the business every single minute. Moment. It was weird. Like a natural high. I was like, wait a minute. I way. just woke, I caught out of the water and I woke up and I was like, I just, it was a weird sort of, I can't, I wish I could but put you it into words. in the water for three hours. No, 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 no. I was like, But crazy. I was in the water when I experienced it, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I woke back up to work. So I did yeah, this, yeah. I did this, I was in the water and I got out of the water and I was just like, wait a minute, have I forgotten something with work? Because I totally... Went black. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, I thought I missed something. No, it's good. Like it, good no, it's good, and it's and I, you always. It's weird because you're like, am I? <laughs> like, when am I going to experience that? Like, you're. It's a very strange thing to be able to do something forever, every day. Yeah. Shut it off for that three hours, not realize it, and go. Wait a minute. What would it be like if I didn't have to? Think of anything. And not that it's weird, I, but that's my, I think that's my problem in general. Cause if we, if we, if we, you know, if I went and did another business or something, I would just do something else. That's my problem, I think. I don't think I would ever shut off, but it's just an interesting, it's almost like a dream. It's like falling asleep. I feel like, cause if you try to force yourself to shut off, you're thinking about shutting off and yeah. thinking about whatever you're thinking, you're, you know, your day to day is. But if you naturally somehow do it and you're just in the moment somewhere else doing something, you're at a sporting event or a game or you're with family, 
um, and it naturally just shuts off. I yeah. feel like that's different than like forcing yourself like, okay, I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm going to do this. If you naturally forget about everything else and just in the moment, I feel like that's a, a more powerful effect and more calming uh, for the soul. Yeah, it's true. I think a, a, a great book, Fooled by Randomness, is a great observation. It basically, I forget, uh, oh my God, I, now I'm forgetting the author's name. It's ridiculous. He, he wrote Black Swan, great writer. Um, he's a traitor. And information overload is too much. You, you got to have a, a, a healthy diet of non-information. Because he was talking about trading and how many times you look at your stock account. Really, it's not worth it. You should look at it once a quarter because all the emotional highs you go through end up being at the same result at the end of the quarter. Like it all regresses back to the mean. So I should look at it through work that way too. And I, that observation was like, hmm, I should probably shut off or not worry about certain things because you have to worry about something. But there's 80% of the things you can shut off because at the end of the quarter, it all regresses back to the way it is. Because you can be in this business and go, luckily you get, and it's still, I have a, I have a trouble too. It gets seasonal, right? The business is seasonal because you're indoors, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. you look like a genius in the wintertime. And then you feel stupid in the summer because you want it with a uh, like the waiting list. In the wintertime, there's 100, there's 50 people that can't get in and blah, blah, blah. And then you feel like an idiot in the summer when you just got to know it's just the way the weather is. And again, the summer's not bad, but I'm insane. So I want everything to be, to be insane. But I, just like watching a stock account, shouldn't look at the stock account, you know, after so the summer's the dip. Yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah. And and you just gotta learn to roll with that and not even look at it and just say, okay, this is the way it is. And you gotta be smart enough between September and March to manage your situation right that you're like, okay, this is what happens. And that's the way you should look at anything and not look at it every single day because it all regresses back to the way it is. It'll end up being, you wake up, if you fell asleep for four months, you'd wake up, it'll be the same way. 99% of the time, and we get fooled by that, and I get fooled by it too. And every once in a while, I'll find myself in June or July and want to just rip someone's head off. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because because it's like, you know, it's not... I, I I guess like an entrepreneur, you're you you want to just keep growing and growing and growing, and it's impossible. It's impossible to do. It's great to talk about it now when you step back, but then you're like, I don't understand. <laughs> you just lose your mind. But so as you can just tell by this rambling of the podcast, <laughs> it's better to be an employee sometimes to just do your job and go home and have a beer. It really is. I'm telling you. Do not start a business. Invent a widget that a big billion-dollar company has to give you a dollar for every time they sell something inside it. That's the best way to do it. Usually you don't do this. Usually you don't do podcasts saying or anything in regards to tennis. Don't run a business. Don't do it. I I think the club is nice. (laughs) I think we give good tennis lessons. But usually... And they always and they always say this. This is and this is not me doing it, but I was thinking about it. The marketing they always say, and I give restaurant people those tips. 
I said, why don't you give your best recipes away for free? Why do you, what do you think that would do if, if somebody went on their social media and gave away their most famous recipe at their restaurant? What do you think that would do? If you ran a restaurant, people, what do you people, think? People will improve upon it. Okay. Or and people will obviously try to make the same thing because you have the recipe. But it will never be the same because you personally, you created that recipe and you made it with love and you uh, made it your own. You know, even if you give them every single step, you know, it's still not the same because only a certain person makes something a certain way. Yeah. You know, and that comes with any business too probably. So like here, we teach a certain way. We interact with people a certain way and they come back, you know. I think it's just like anything. I think when I get a coffee from somewhere else, it always tastes better, even though I can make a coffee. I can make a coffee, but when someone makes it for you, it's the whole experience of the service, right? So if you gave a, a recipe away for free, people would respect you for it, but they still would want to go to the restaurant and eat it because it's always going to be a little better, a little different in the experience of the whole thing. I can tell, you know, again, I can tell on, on the podcast how to hit a forehand right now that's not what it's about. People can go play tennis on any court. It's the experience you provide, right? We'll give away any type of lesson secrets. There are no secrets. Everything is online and commoditized. That's not what it's about. It's about the experience you provide. So I always find it funny when people don't want to give away secrets. You should give them away because you'll, you'll create more loyalty that way. Um, so... We've trailed off into marketing, but I just wanted to give everybody a little bit of taste of saying, really think hard about what you're doing. Maybe the fantasy of wanting a business is better than the actual business for yourself. Don't romanticize about it um, or just romanticize about it. Why don't you just dream of having a business? Because I think it's better. It's better than going through the whole thing. Uh, and again, that's me saying it to other people. I, I would, wouldn't want it any other way. I'm just trying to, again, deploy some empathy and go, this is not for everybody. And we've discussed this a lot. I just felt like I wanted to spend a whole half an hour on it. So, and it would be unfair for me to say, yeah, this is, uh, everyone should do this. I don't think they should. I think, uh, I think it's a good life. You know, are you ever tired? Do you feel like you're tired? Oh, sure. Sure, you always get you always feel tired. You mean physically or, you or emotionally? You're never exhausted, right? Cuz it's never. like I feel like this gives you energy. No, I'm never energy. exhausted. I don't have an exhausting feel. I only just physically tired cuz your your body shut. Maybe down. physically tired, but I feel like I should be and this is a weird thing. I feel like I should be smarter to be able to figure some things out that I haven't been able to figure out. And and it gets and it gets me more frustrated that I haven't been able to. It's like anything. Like I mean, a business you're always trying to figure things out, make sure this works and you're like, "Well, haven't I why haven't I been able to, you know, make this automated? Why haven't I been able to do this this way?" So it frustrates me in the sense of not being able to um you know, be able to have a business, be able to not, not run on its own, but have it to be able to function. Everybody knows their role very clearly yeah. because it's a living, it always changes. It always moves and changes, but 
I need to realize. You can't let go as much because you feel like it's always changing. And like now we're kind of set in stone a little bit. Yeah. With certain people. So you feel like you can let go, let, let go of their hand a little bit. I think right. most recently it's just humans. We haven't had enough humans because yeah. of the pandemic and because people were staying on unemployment. Then it was hard to find new people. I think it's been a process with finding enough people. Yeah. And that's where we're at. We're just trying to find more people to be able to, you know, some people are working 58 hours a week. It's insane. They can't do that. Like, and I and I feel bad about it that I'm sitting there out looking for resumes, looking at people, trying to hire people, and that's where that and that's where we'd like to take more than less. Like we said, figure out what happens. It's better because we need you guys fresh to work. And we talked about this in the last podcast. We need people fresh, and that's where I feel like I need to be better at getting people in here. That's all. Like something like that, being able to get people in here to help our staff out that's working hard. So that's where, and again, this is part of the running a business, right? You never shut it off because you're like, wait a minute, okay, the business is full, but we got to make sure this process works. Mm -hmm. And then you think about the process. Then you got to go back to saying, oh, I got to think about the customer. Then I think about the process. Then I think about the customer. So you keep going back and forth, back, forth, back, forth, customer process. And then, oh, wait a minute, I got to think about our online thing. And then there's a thousand things going on, right? Even in a small business, you know? And yeah. so it's always on your brain. And, and I always said to people I'm talking to, like, I'll talk, I'll talk to people. I said this already. There's just seven balls in my head. There's something else going on. Yeah. And that's where I could be good to shut it off. In the sense of it's great here because I can talk to someone on the court and know seven things that are going on and help yeah. all those people. But when you go to have dinner, you just shut off. Just shut off. Oh, like, don't can't. be like, all right, those seven balls are still in my head. But you feel like you can't shut it off? I feel like I don't want to shut it off. Oh, that's different. You know what I mean? I feel like I don't want to because right. it excites me to uh, problem solve. Okay. But I have to understand just like... Um, Winston Churchill, those breaks problem solve. You got to step away from it because mm -hmm. you get so involved in something you cannot find the answer to it, yeah. and you need to step away. And I have to trust that and get away and not think about it for a weekend. And all of a sudden, the idea pops in there, mm -hmm. happens. But we've we've talked for a while, Sunday. Anything else you think about in regards to employee to to boss? Uh, just well, I know a lot of people. I just I would say just enjoy at least enjoy your job. I feel like a lot of people don't enjoy what they do, and they just do it for the money, or they need money, or they have to because they don't have you know they're just stuck in that circle. Um, but it's okay to like I don't know I wouldn't say drop everything and leave, but you know if you don't have too many responsibilities like kids or anything, you know change your career or do something you want to do, and then or find a job that you want to work and a boss that actually cares about you, you know. Because a lot of people, a lot of bosses will just, you know, demand things and yell yeah. and, uh, you know, expect stuff. And, like, it's not a comfortable world, you know. You want to be somewhere comfortable where you feel free, sure. you don't feel anxieties and stresses, and you come happy. You emulate the happiness. At least especially here in, ten in the tennis world, you got to emulate the happiness to the people that you're teaching, your clients, or else they're going to be like, what is this miserable guy teaching me, you know? <laughs> you got you to crack jokes. You got to be happy. And not a fake happy either. You gotta genuinely actually care that they're there, and then they'll come back. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. You're right, and that's why 
You have to be in a good environment for, at this place because you need to be happy to go out there. You can't be miserable and go out there and try yeah. to be happy. And yeah. if I'm not making people happy, the employees, we've talked about the value chain already, it's, it's miserable for you. And I'll give you a secret that you should never tell the employee, right? Like the recipe. You, as an employee, need to live way below your means so you can tell me to fuck off whenever you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the boss doesn't have any control over you. Yeah. And that's advice that I should you should never tell the employee that, right? Yeah. You should for, you should tell, you know, I love when people would say, I like when the employee gets married and has kids and then spends money because he's married to me. No. I, yeah. You should live below your means and have the freedom to say, okay. Everybody would be like, you're crazy telling someone to do this. I want to, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm going to try something yeah. for a year. Yeah. But. Me saying that means that I care about you, and you're like, wow, this boss cares about me. Why would I blow that? You know, it's, you know what I mean? It all yeah. works together. You I told ha- me not to buy a motorcycle. Yeah. You told me to, like, stop buying stuff so I could grow and build. Yeah, and I want stuff. you to be able to have yeah. freedoms, right? Yeah. No, I mean, because I just <laughs> care. I'm so happy that you're yeah. doing well and yeah. you can buy things, yeah. but I also it's want you to hold out mm-hmm. longer so you have more leverage and to be able to say, okay, I can, I control my destiny. That's what I want for everybody. And if you can do that, then you're, then you're even more happy where you're working because you have enough money. You're like, oh, this is fun to go to. I'm not worried about paying my bills and going, oh, I need to work 10 more hours. I need a side job. I got to figure this out. Right. Right. That makes sense. Santi. Good stuff. I care. It's not bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Just get back to work. I'm going to boss you around a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, it's, it's just too fun. These these podcasts have been fun to get to know each other. I always we do one on ones. We don't even need to do them with Santi. We just do one on ones on the podcast the live. Yeah. Santi, how's your life? Let's go through your. Good, I love it. I love, I love still it. I'm looking for a wife. I'm looking you for know. a wife. This guy is still looking for a wife. I don't think I want to get married, but you know, John Cusack said. What did he say? He said, I wanted to meet. He goes, all my friends got married. I wanted to meet the second wife. Because he didn't get married yet. All his, all his friends got married and got divorced. He goes, I wanted to wait for the second wife. So he waited till he was, you know, I don't think he's, what did he get married? I, but he waited real late. Really? So wait for the second wife of all your friends. <laughs> wait for the first divorce. I know that's, that's not cynical enough, but that's basically. You want to be like James Bond and travel and uh, go everywhere and. Smash random <laughs> ladies. I'm gonna Isn't go that a character? <laughs> Isn't yeah, that'd be nice though, right? I don't know. I sound like a dick. I'm gonna cut <laughs> That's it out. A, I'm gonna cut it out. You gotta be <laughs> very careful. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna, Santi. Uh, uh, I don't even know what to say with those employees. They have their, fun. but Ian Fleming wrote all those books, and he mm-hmm. wrote them, I think, in like hotel rooms, like by himself. He was miserable writing them. It was funny. Like he was, he didn't enjoy writing them. I heard. Interesting. But anyways, we trail off. All right, everybody. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you. Share it. Hopefully this helps. Don't start a business, but action. Work out. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Hope you like the podcast. Please share it with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves. Share it.